Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. Welcome to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. And no intro. Oh, we're just coming in hot? No intro. We are coming in hot. Okay. Uh, I think TJ next door might need some headphones. Okay, let me take a look. Do we have an extra pair Let me take a look. Okay. So, while you're checking it out, I I definitely need your, your commentary on this right now. But... Breaking news, Antonio Brown is currently, right now, in real time, in a police standoff with Tampa Bay police. Reports are breaking right now. I think all this information started leaking really in like the past half hour, but a arrest warrant was issued for Antonio Brown literally yesterday, and then Tampa police go looking for Antonio Brown, deliver the arrest warrant to his home in Tampa, and he barricades himself in his home, and he is refusing to leave. So I know you thought, I know you thought we're going to start with Kanye today, Robert. Yeah, we yeah. are not. We're going to his maybe crazier, who knows, cousin Antonio. Well, that's exactly what this is. This is a hold my beer. Sure. You said what? On where? On where? <laughs> I got to top that. That's exactly what happened. Antonio wanted some spotlight because of what, you know, everyone's talking about Kanye. He's, he's got to get his name out there. So, allegedly, this is all alleged, of course. You know, don't want to get sued for libel out here. So, allegedly, Brown got into a verbal argument Monday at a neighbor's home, and he ended up throwing his shoe at a woman whom he locked out of the residence. And, okay, this this is just bonkers. Apparently, well, it wouldn't be Antonio Brown if it's not. Sure. I'm waiting for the crazy part. I don't know if it's a jilted lover thing, but apparently he threw somebody out into the street, and then they started throwing his stuff, and it was a whole fracas, and she filed... Um, Battery charges against Antonio Brown, a arrest warrant was issued on Monday, and then today they are coming for Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown has barricaded himself in his home and is refusing to come out. (laughs) The only thing missing is him being in a white Bronco. Oh my God, that's so good. But not like driving, but just in the driveway. <laughs> he just, I mean, him and Kanye are like dueling pianos. Like they're just trying to outplay each other at every single turn. This is a, a next level epic rap battle of history of craziness. These guys are just trying to top each other every day. Yeah, something tells me uh, Antonio Brown does not have a shirt on doing all this thing. Oh, you know he doesn't no have a shirt. No shirt. On. When you, see sh- him, when you see him without a shirt, it's about to get crazy. 
apparently a shoe either. Uh, reports are still coming out about the event on Monday, but apparently he threw a shoe at a lady and hit a lady. <laughs> she filed charges against him. Police issue an arrest warrant, and they're showing up to execute the arrest warrant right now in real time in Tampa, Florida. Um, I'll keep you updated all day because I am on the edge of my seat. Oh, man. I love this so much. I'm, I'm reading this, too, and uh, you get it all on Twitter. Are you finding anything else about the incident? No, I'm just, it's just the current situation. Police are currently using a megaphone <laughs> to call out to Antonio Brown to come out of the house. But, oh, man. You know what they could do to make him come outside? Put his rap song on repeat. Uh, oh, he'll, he'll come out. That's torture. Antonio, Kanye needs you. Get out here. Oh, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to call in Kanye to talk him outside. I wonder who his agent is. I know his agent's like, man, come on. Yeah. Again? You are so talented. You should be at least any team in the league's number two receiver. At worst. Yes. He's probably, still a, he's probably still a number one if he's not a mental case. True. His agent, his publicist, his marketing team oh. are just like, God damn it, Antonio. Uh, again. What are you doing now? You're barricading yourself in a house for a simple battery charge? What do you think is going to happen, Antonio Brown? Like, if, if he doesn't barricade himself, he doesn't evade police, he doesn't resist arrest, he's just going to down, go down to the station, get charged, get immediately released, go to court, get slapped on the wrist like he always does. But now he had to go full Antonio and lock himself in the house. Ah, that just means he'll be in jail for a couple more days. Exactly. When they do get him, he'll be in jail for a few days and he'll be out. By the way, if you're joining us on Facebook Live, you might get a kick out of my name, Vantonio Brown. Hey. You're listening to Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. As always, we start our days at the YMCA. Lunch, well, that's at 66 Diner, my friends. Mondays for the boys, Monday Night Football at Howie's Sports Page. <laughs> and the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. This right here just makes me realize just how much the GOAT Tom Brady is. He won a Super Bowl with this dude. Yeah. It kept him from going insane <sighs> from like a six-month period. This guy won a Super Bowl with this guy and made him win a Super Bowl. Just sure. think about that. Yes. Think about, think about how – what was that, two years ago? Yeah. That's not, that's not long at all. Tom Brady kept him from going insane, number one. That's an accomplishment all in itself. Yes. Babysat him. Yep. Kept him from doing anything stupid. Kept his mind in the game. Kept him on the football field. Won a Super Bowl. And then the second that's over, he goes bonkers. In the middle of a game. Tom Brady is the GOAT for multiple reasons. That's one of the top ones, though. People don't give him that much credit for that. When he retires, he's going to be the best sportscaster. He, always, he already <laughs> makes the best avocado milkshake. He's the best UGG spokesperson. Uh, he's the best at bagging models. Yeah. We don't even got to talk about his prowess on the field. He ain't even brought his face up. He's going to be <laughs> – he's, <laughs> he's aging in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I am going to bring up his face a lot. You have to. 
What is going on with his face? I don't know, man. This is, this is like a sequel of Face Off we never got. I know you're not into the Illuminati lizard people stuff, like, <laughs> like Kanye's buddy Alex Jones is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like proof to me that like... You think, you think this is hard evidence? He's having like... He's unable to control his lizard skin that keeps him looking like a human. And it's like sucking his face in and he can't do anything about it. You do you know who's loving this news right now? Deshaun Watson. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Be like, stay barricaded for a few more weeks. Keep the shine off me, bruh. Who's who's done this before? Is this unprecedented? Oh man, I'd have to think. Is there like a giant time frame in between OJ and Antonio Brown? But is this it? But O.J. was so removed from the game, though. Antonio was in a Super Bowl two years ago. Won a Super Bowl. Considered the best receiver in all of football for, what, five straight years, something like that? Yeah. Oh, you're making me – I got to ask, is A.B. Hall of Fame? Yes, unfortunately. Yes, he he is. He's a Hall of Fame receiver already. Give him his yellow jacket. Give him a yellow straight jacket. Yep. That oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. I think he was an all pro every single year he played. Oh yeah. So from his numbers are crazy. Like for that five to six season period that you're talking about. Oh man. From 11 to 18, he was only not a Pro Bowl or All-Pro one year. So seven out of eight years, he's either Pro Bowler or All-Pro. He's in there. Yes. Offensive Player of the Year votes three years. That's Hall of Fame. All right, so I'm, I'm looking. A shade under 1,000 receptions, a shade over 12,000 yards. Now, now I'm going to give you 83 tutties. Let me give you the stats on why he's barricading himself. Oh, please do. So officially, it, it, it's saying in the report, throwing a shoe at a woman <laughs> and striking her ponytail. Her ponytail? If this is true. And even like actually hit her? If this is true, this is the most A.B. story ever. You already got the shine on you, so you know you can't act up. This is what that is. We might be slightly overestimating his NFL stats. He's 24th all-time in touchdowns. I don't see Top, I, top 20 in receptions. That's still good enough, right? Top but, 20 all-time? But I bet you the 19 above him are in the Hall of Fame or are going to the Hall of Fame or consideration for it. Only one active player with more touchdowns see, than him, Devontae Adams. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Andre Risen, Irvin Fryer, Mark Clayton, Heinz Ward, Jimmy Graham, Andre Reed, uh, Don Maynard, Isaac Bruce, Rob Gonkowski, Steve Largent, Tim Brown, see, now, Tony Gonzalez, now, Antonio yeah, Gates. Those are the Hall of Famers once you hit those names. Yeah. The top 12 or Hall of Fame. No, hold on. Top 16 or Hall of Fame. Jimmy Graham will be in the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward will be in the Hall of Fame. So there's only three people ahead of him not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but those guys that you named – they did it over a longer period of time. 
He I mean, did it in a shorter amount of time and with like better numbers. Clearly, yeah. I cannot wait. Can can they start his thirty for thirty today? Let's <laughs> do. This this is started now. Because he's going to need thirty days. Not he's going to need thirty days for his thirty for thirty. A whole Netflix series. Yes. just Antonio. It's, it's a whole a network. Just give him a whole network. The AB network. Over a hundred receptions. Six times, yeah. See, over a thousand yards, seven times. Th- those names that you were over ten touchdowns, five times. Those guys that you named on that list that aren't Hall of Famers, they don't have those. No, nope. Bonkers. When we get back, more Antonio Brown updates, and I got a cool little story from the World Cup. You're listening to Two Men on ninety-five nine FM AM six ten, the Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that one. All right. I like that one, too. That one stays. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We just jumped into the Antonio Brown story and didn't really, you know, introduce anything. So, hi, my name is Van. Hello. My name is Robert. You're Robert. And the... (laughs) Our third, Fred, is not here. Fred is on vacation. Forgot to mention that because I was just so enamored by this Antonio Brown standoff that's happening right now as we speak, which we'll be giving you updates throughout the show and obviously touching on your other favorite sports and sports-adjacent topics of the day. Fred's on vacation. Wish him well. Uh, Already getting shot out from the peanut gallery. So I'll drop one for you real quick. Fred's not here. That was good. Fredless Thursday. I'm going to be a Fredless Friday. Lucky for you, you got me and Robert Buck D. Gibson holding it down. And Antonio Brown just just dropping them gems. I was about to say, he's holding everything down. (laughs) I love it so much. Literal standoff with Antonio Brown going down right now. Some history was made today, Robert. For the first time in the history of the FIFA World Cup, an all-female crew refereed the Men's World Cup match. How did that happen? Not saying, you know, well, first I want to say that is a phenomenal feat, especially where the World Cup is being held this year. Sure. That's where the how comes into play because I I didn't think they'd let that fly. Yeah, didn't make them wear headscarves or anything weird either. That was my next question. (laughs) So let's see, where, where do you go here? Uh, Stephanie Frappert, Nueza Back, and Karen Diaz refereed the Germany-Costa Rica game, which uh, Germany won 4-2, but Germany still got eliminated. So Wow, they're, they're big time, too. They're big time, and they choked two World Cups in a row. So Kanye's favorite World Cup team is, is not going again. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, no, that's that's awesome. That's groundbreaking. I think it's important, but it puts a lot more importance on it for it being in the country that it's in. Yeah, I agree completely. That So there's six total out of the hundred or so, six women total out of the hundred uh, referees for the World Cup. Also, from the USA – Go Katie Nesbitt, 
Katie Nesbitt was the first American woman to officiate at a men's FIFA World Cup. So we got a little sprinkle of uh, we go. new stuff here and the United Estate, too. Uh, I would feel a whole lot better when this wasn't history. Just regular games. Right. But, hey, here we are. Took, yeah. a, took a while. Took a long time. Took a while, but here we are. Good for them. Great. Now here come the jokes. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting. Hard segue. I was waiting. Hard segue right there. Yeah. Did you just hear the whistle? <laughs> Brazilian soccer player throws his hands up. What? What did I do? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't want to talk about it. But you, you blew the whistle. You have to give me a penalty. Oh, you're going to tell me what to do now? Oh, Is that what we're doing here? You're oh. going to tell me what to do? One of us has a whistle. One of us do not have a whistle. That one is you. I'm trying to see where they're from, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got uh, France. France's Stephanie Frappert, Brazil's Nueza Back, oh. and Mexico's Karen Diaz. Oh, whole lot of. Let me stop, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be quiet. Let me be quiet. <sighs> That's a lot of attitude. I was going to say it, but I'll let you say it. France, Brazil, and Mexico. Uh, There wasn't no talking back. There was no arguing. Bunch of yes, ma'ams. I mean, that's probably for the best, right? Instead of some over-testosterone athlete, like, running around, like, just all the adrenaline and fury pumping through him, sees a guy call a penalty on him, just runs up to him and starts yelling at him. You, yeah, you I was going to say, it, You see it game. every game. Every it match. Every match. Every match. And they, they're very demonstrative with their, with their hands and the pointing and the yelling and the, yeah, you got to tone that down with the ladies. Yeah, they get – get tackled and get a penalty and run up and like about to start screaming and like they see you know sweet little Stephanie Frappert well like, well I don't like, I don't I, I want to say sweet You're but like, ma'am ma'am I respectfully disagree well, <laughs> getting stared down by a French woman a Brazilian woman oh, and a Mexican woman that'll make any dude chill out the the what you say what what oh yeah I'm good I did it well-earned red card. I did it. Sure. And the first one, the first soccer player to like get a red card from a ref, a female ref, that's going to be legendary. Yeah. I would love to see that. I can't wait to see that. A lot of yellow cards are given out today, no red cards. So will they be doing matches going forward in the, in the round of 16? Uh, even though all the news stories, yeah, they're going to they're gonna continue to do more. Uh as all of the headlines are all female crew, there was a fourth referee, and it was a dude. So, I mean, it's not all female. Like, that's kind of messed up. They didn't they didn't trust them all the way. Yeah, what's up with that? From the chat, Robert Gibson, your mic isn't working. My mic is working great. Your mic is working great Very over here well. on the radio side. Maybe it's just the Facebook side. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just talking too much and not letting you talk enough. No, no, it? no, that's not it at all. <laughs> that's not it at all. Yeah, so they even had to have one dude. Like, they're having this groundbreaking historical moment for the history of soccer, for the for history of women's empowerment, and they still had to have one guy there. Like, they couldn't trust him all the way. 
That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. They're touting it as the first all-female crew <laughs> with uh, with one dude, though. Huddle up, ladies. Guy. Huddle up, ladies. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> Where do you think they decided to eat after the match? Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Yo. Oh, man. I hope the guy drove. <laughs> Uh, I think we just lost our last yeah. six female listeners. I'm wait. I was waiting for the uh, <laughs> for the texter to, to blow up. It will very soon. And let's see if we're getting it already. I also see you strategically talked about this in this hour. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, uh, no hate mail yet, so we're good. We're to good. Go. Okay. We're good. We're All right. Good. We're good. But I think I think it's it's absolutely epic that this got to happen and you know like like you said in the place it is that's what makes it that much more important because and, uh, people are getting in I'm not even going to say in trouble there there's people losing their lives correct and you know we we've seen people if you have rainbow shirts on or you know the the how they treat women there was some – think about how many guys from Cutter – that's what it's called, Cutter, not K-Tar that – were, that were upset today. I wish I, wish I would have watched this match if I would have known before because when they pan into the, to the audience, I wanted to see uh, – you could tell who the Cutter guys are. Sure. Yeah, they, they are pissed. They probably didn't even watch. I bet that's probably the lowest viewed match. Of the World Cup from Cutter, yeah, I bet it was it was epic for everyone else around the world. Oh yeah, big time. Treats women with dignity and respect. Doesn't use this story to make cliched male female jokes. I think this is the first World Cup that I can remember where it was not about the matches at all. Right, this is the first one I can remember where I know more stories that have nothing to do with what. The game is being played than any other. Yeah, if it wasn't about you know the the FIFA disgrace, taking bribes, like everyone getting paid off, the yeah. the weird rules and cutter with alcohol and yeah. practicing other openly practicing religions and how they're treating women, the friggin' slavery, slaves. the slaves and migrant workers being killed. Like, there's so many stories that are not allowing. Football to be the main story. Yeah. I saw the uh, the interview. Well, I don't know who this guy was to the country of Qatar, but they were talking about the slave labor and how many lives were lost. He said it like he just lost his pack of M&Ms. <laughs> He's like, ah, uh, four, five hundred, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know we touched on this a little bit, you know, before on the program. But come on. Come on. Yeah. Cutter's government saying 400. What's the real number? And still, 400 is a lot. That's a lot of dead people. And you just hit the low end. Yes, and that's the absolute minimum that they're willing to admit to. And some news stations or some new uh, reporting agencies are saying over 20,000. That's a big spread in between yeah. 400 and 20,000. This would be the one that America wins. If America would win a World Cup, it would be this one. Oh, God. 
Think about it. What do we win? All their oil? <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. They would never – their planes will not take off. <laughs> Think about it. It's setting up. All the powers are falling, not getting to the next round. Yeah. All these stories, these 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 spinoff stories. Shout out to Netflix for putting me in that frame of mind because they put out that FIFA documentary. I watched it, and I've been, like, thinking of the World Cup as the worst thing ever, ever since I watched that. How, I haven't seen that yet. How much, uh, did, how much did they touch on, like, the bribes and corruption for this World Cup? Uh, that's what it's about. It's, that's what it's all about? Yes. It oh, gives you wow. a little bit of the backstory, and then it goes into the whole thing. Puts a, puts a bad taste in your mouth when you think about the World Cup. And there's some great stories. I mean, there's some some countries sneaking into the round of 16 that's that not, shouldn't be there. Yeah, there's like there's oh, some forget about that. Some powerhouses didn't make it. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Like Messi, have you seen the Argentina games? No, that's the thing. I haven't. I've only there's, watched one match. There's people from all over the world who are Argentina fans just because of Messi. I believe it. It's bonkers. And all we're talking about is scandal after scandal. Telling you that's the one America would win. We should. Does it take the the luster off of it if we do? Well, no, no. I mean, all the on the field stuff you can separate. Like you, hopefully, the world and especially FIFA and like worldwide sporting agencies learn something from this World Cup. Some kind of lessons learned, some changes made to the corruption in the future. Yeah. I can separate that and be like, okay, the play on the field, that's one thing. Because they're representing a country. Like Very true. Yeah. yeah. All the all the pride that you have for your country, where you came from, where you grew up, et cetera, et cetera, all that behind you, you, you know your whole country is cheering for you. Yeah. Unless you have Messi on your team and then they're cheering for him. <laughs> I, I feel like this World Cup is going to have like an unexpected turn or like an entrance, like in wrestling, in the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God, is that Russia? Okay, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, we got to beat Russia? <laughs> like, where did Russia come from? Oh, God, that'd be great. Just because we have a new entrance, Russia. That would be amazing. That would rival Rocky Four. You get <laughs> you get to the you finally get to the final four. Yeah, yeah. And like the games will not be played today because do 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 special <laughs> Russia versus Ukraine match. <laughs> get out your popcorn. Is that North Korea? <laughs> Here comes North Korea with the steel chair. It's a real World Cup now. <laughs> I feel like that's what's going to happen in this World Cup. Something unexpected. You don't even think about it. And we'll be here for it. Yeah, like at the very last moment, they kick one of the teams out of the finals. They're like, <laughs> Cutter is going to play in the finals. We got to play <laughs> Russia, and their goalie is Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I love this so much. More sports and sports adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 
You probably knew that already, but legally obligated to tell you. You're welcome. More breaking news. This time it's not Antonio Brown. For the second time in 61 years. Wow. Your New Mexico State Aggie football team is bowl eligible. LFG. Congratulations. Wow. For the first time since 2017. Wow. That's big. Congratulations, boys. I'm proud of you. And that is such a New Mexico State thing to do. The Lobos had one of the biggest wins in their program's history yesterday. And then today, <laughs> the Lobo football becomes bowl eligible. That's how good the rivalry is. And one of the biggest days in Lobo basketball history, the very next day, the Aggies become bowl eligible when they weren't supposed to win a game all year. Go Aggies. You got the Aggie fight song queued up, Robert? Should we play that real quick? Nah. <laughs> Sorry. We're losing enough fans. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Aggie Nation. I hope somebody picks you up. Because there's only so many six-win teams out there in the world. Well, yeah, I was looking at this. Um, they had to do the whole team waiver approval thing. And it says only two or three teams that are five and seven will be able to fill bowl spots this year. So Mexico State got one of those. All right, baby. You think they're going to end up here, New Mexico Bowl? You know what? I I would be so upset if I was an Aggie and they did that to me. Oh. You got to play here anyways. You got to play here anyways <laughs> every other year. And you finally get into a bowl, and it's got to be the most hated place on earth for you and your players. That's hilarious. So this big turnaround that we expected for the Lobos is going down in, in LC. Who we got, Robert? I didn't hear you cut out a little bit. Oh, OG friend of the show, Leonardo. What's happening, Lenny? Not much. Congratulations to the Crucis team, who just a few years ago almost got dropped to Division Two. And what I like about the Lobos, though, is they brought in a new offensive coordinator, and their highest point total was nine <laughs> in any game with that's, that coach. That's so not going to get you Gonzalez to a bowl. Gonzalez is going to play next year. I am playing the weekly lotto, and I'm betting the Lobos every game against them. You can't get any worse than what the Lobos did this year. And the under? And expect boosters to put money into the program. Lenny, you have strong feelings on this issue, as you often do. Very consistent, too. I'm not a homer. I'm sorry. I've been out here since 79. So I've seen the good. I've seen the bad. I've seen the Michael Oxley era. I'm sorry. I mean, look at the Lobos. Okay, yesterday... They beat a team on, what, a 29-game home winning streak, St. Mary's. They're starting out 7-0. and Patino seems to have the team in the driver's seat. What year is, uh, is Patino with the team now? Three? Uh, it is, let me tell you, significantly easier 
to turn around a basketball program than it is a football I, program. I, I, underst- I do understand that, but now with open portal and no weights, let's, let's let, take that analogy. Where was USC last year? They were giving up. They were digging up trash somewhere, Very and true. now they're number four in the country. They got a nice package deal from Oklahoma too. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Lincoln Riley's coach of the year. Yep. Okay, but I don't expect New Mexico to be like that. But come on, in three years you have not improved. You've gotten worse, and you're going to let this coach ride out a fourth season. Yeah, I say give him five. I think we need two more years to see what he's capable of. That's just me. That is, we know what that he's is capable not... of. Okay, I know what I'm capable of of eating at a buffet. But at a certain <laughs> point, you got to stop. He had the COVID year. He inherited a mess. It takes longer to turn around a football program. I think It takes should... three years to turn around a football program because by year three, those are your players. Well, no by, excuse. By year four, those are your players. You got finally got upperclassmen. I wouldn't trust a bunch of sophomores to lead my team to success. But it's open. But the other thing is, it's but the thing is, it's changed also because of the open portal. You can transfer and go right in and play. Right. You don't have to take the year off. Well, so you don't have those excuses anymore. It's for you. It's you're recruiting right, if you're coaching right, and you're playing in the league you're playing in, come on. Yeah, I, I'm a believer in Coach G, and you know that. We're, we're a big Coach G house over here. Uh, I, I, think, I think the, the – And think... we can agree to friendly disagree. Sure. That's what this is for. And, and I'm just – and if people don't like what I'm saying, call the phone – have a take, and if you don't, go sit on the couch and be like Ed Bundy with your hand down your back. <laughs> okay, Lenny, I am like that the second okay. I get off of air. Okay, and then I, and that's fine. I am too because I gotta lift my stomach up to get out of bed. <laughs> but you know, the only thing worse than that is the mess with the Lakers in the NBA. That's you know, that's pretty you bad put as well. LeBron in charge and he becomes the GM and look what you get. Well, Lenny, let me hit you with one more point uh for the Lobo football program. I think what's going to hinge on their success the next couple years is rounding up some local NIL money. Cuz if they if they don't have true. if they don't have any money to play to pay these elite players and get some some talent out here, then they're going to be forced to take second and third rate talent and then there won't be any improvement. So I think okay, that's... so how many sponsors own a business? How many boosters own a business? Tons, I'm assuming. Okay. All of those boosters can take money to give to a player or the whole team and distribute it and make it NIL money to do advertising, marketing appearances for those specific businesses. Yeah, I mean we're gonna need we're gonna need the support of the community. We're gonna need the support. I mean, I know there's you know a friend of the show Scott Cregan from Graphic Connection. He's he's out there. He's out there helping. I used to work for a company here that owns a bunch of hotels, and he's a big booster. Yeah, but at the end of the day, do they want to give if they don't like the coach? You you like the coach? Mm. Are you putting the money where your mouth is? 
oh man, me personally, I'm a poor person, but I, I know you're speaking okay. uh, speaking metaphorically. So I'm a booster, <laughs> and okay, and then let's look at it from this point. We, there's not a lot of disposable income in New Mexico, so if I have a choice of spending money on isotope tickets, soccer, Lobo men's Lobo men's football, I'm spending it on Lobo men's basketball and have been, and I spend it on the isotopes. Do I spend it on the United? No, because if I want to see now people not score for 90 minutes in a bar, I go out with my friends and then we go home. <laughs> Okay. Lenny comes with the heat. Okay, and I still have my season tickets for the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers. I put my money where my mouth is. But I'm not going to support a team that is going down, down, and down. And he blamed the offensive coordinator for what happened. It goes from the top down. You put a coordinator in, you're supposed to get better in your offense. They scored 9-9-3-3-0. Lenny, hit us with Tell your. Tell me how was that was better. Lenny, hit us with your hot take for the Lakers, and we're going to go to commercial, and we'll wrap about it uh, next segment. The Lakers, the trade cycle starts December fifteenth. Don't be surprised if Anthony Davis is traded for a package and they break up the team. Ooh, that's because a hot Anthony take. Davis is playing some of his best ball yep. right now. They're not going to win a championship. Giving away those. Draft picks in 27 and 29 is going to strangle the team to 2030, and LeBron's not going to care. Break the team up now and start rebuilding for the future. And if you have to play to trade LeBron, trade him. Build from scratch. All right, we're going to hit that when we get back. Uh, Lenny, thanks for the call. Thanks for being a mm-hmm. friend of the show. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. My headphone cord got caught on my chair. It's not always smooth sailing here, KML Studios. I think I hurt my neck now. Uh oh! I threw my headphones on. I didn't see my cord was caught in my chair. I moved my chair up, and my my neck jerked to the side. I go to the chiropractor tomorrow from a radio injury. That's the injury where you go, and they're like, right. Uh, yeah, that, okay, that's what it was, Van. Right. What, what did you tell me last time, Van? I can't say that out loud. Update in the Antonio Brown standoff. The update is there is no update. He's still standing off. There are conflicting reports right now. And uh, I'll answer your question on the text line, Derek. What's going on with Antonio? And I told you, I'd be giving you updates all day. So there is no change, allegedly. But there are conflicting reports, Robert. Okay. To clear up some misinformation, there isn't a police standoff at Antonio Brown's house. Police are trying to serve him, but they can't find him. What? That I don't believe. No, 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 no. They were as recently as... 3.30 today, outside of his house with a megaphone, yelling at him to come out. He has a cell phone. (laughs) You could probably ask Kanye to track him on Snapchat. So So you could easily find him. So they were using a megaphone for no reason. Just talking to nobody? That I doubt. Hey, hold on. We are talking about police in Florida, though. Yeah. A different breed out there. No offense to the wonderful people who protect us in our community. 
We said Florida. It's Florida. Yeah. It's Florida. That's, I like the way that you specify that. Yes. They're used to dealing with Florida, man. Floridians. Yes. Antonio Brown. You got Martians, then you have Floridians. Have you ever have you ever typed in your birthday in Florida, man? Yes. Isn't that the funnest the, game to play? That's the best thing ever. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So this Laker thing, I know we're up against it, but so this Laker thing, um, it's bad. And it is literally LeBron's fault for getting rid of all of the good role players on the team and then bringing in the ghost of – uh, Russell Westbrook, but you got to just lean into it and ride with it now, right? Uh, I w- you know what? I used to say it was LeBron's fault. It's not. I got to go back to what Lenny said. It starts at the top. That's whose fault it is for giving him that type of power. For okay, for allowing LeBron to do that, right? Because yeah, that's good th- point. That's their job. That's their job. I mean, Anthony Davis is like almost untradeable, right? He is. If they're going to trade, if. If they were to trade AD or LeBron, LeBron's got to go. He's older. He doesn't. He isn't going to play much longer. I think LeBron, no matter what, only has this year and next year on the Lakers. Number one, that's when his contract's up. Yeah. Number two, that's when Bronny is going to be in the league. And while, from what I've seen, I don't think Bronny is a perennial all-star game changer, but he's good enough to be in the friggin' NBA. Ticket so sells. he's... He's going to get drafted for sure. Ticket sales. Yeah. And whoever drafts Bronny, you get LeBron with him. And LeBron's still LeBron. You know how good he is? He's still so good. Yes. He's older. Sure. He's not as dynamic. Sure. He chunks up a few too many threes sometimes. Sure. But he's still LeBron James. At worst, top ten player in the NBA. Probably right around number five. He's still LeBron. But you know this is a big three league. You need three studs. You need three superstars. You either need three superstars or you need two superstars and some fantastic role players. Right. Lakers don't have that. Russell Westbrook's not that guy anymore. And in the playoffs and in team playoff basketball, he's never been that guy. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. But he's never won. Friend of the show, Joel Luevano. LeBron's entering the Vince Carter years. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. No. He's still putting up 35 and 5. Yeah. He's still a stud. He's still a top five, worst case scenario, top 10 guy. Antonio Brown, still in a standoff with police, has not been arrested yet. We're talking Kanye when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. One hour in the books, one hour to go. Turn it over to Westwood One and Thursday Night Football at 6 o'clock. Antonio Brown standoff continues. We'll keep you updated. The Kanye West insane off also continues. And we're going to hit on that for a little bit right now. I know we do sports and sports adjacent here. This isn't exactly sports adjacent, but this is the biggest story in the friggin' world right now. If you haven't heard, Kanye West, who for weeks and months now has been making anti-Semitic comments, has been culturally insensitive at best, turned to a full-blown Nazi sympathizer and Hitler apologist today 
in all places, the Alex Jones show. Hey, had him stuttering. <laughs> had, had, had him stuttering. He was like, whoa. When you sit next to Alex Jones and he is the sane, reasonable one, you are off your rocker. Alex Jones tried to do him a favor. Alex Jones, I, I, let me see if I got to find the exact quote. Okay. Alex Jones said, you're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. So you don't deserve to be demonized. Tried to give Kanye an opportunity. <laughs> he said, no. He said, I'll take it from here. I said, no. Oh, I love Hitler. I am a Nazi. They did some good things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hitler did some good things. Bruh. And he said, and he went on to say. He kept going. Hitler, uh, how can you say he didn't do anything good? Hitler built the highways. Hitler built the microphone that I've built my career on. Who, who told him that, first of all? <laughs> who told him that? He, Kanye's already admitted that he doesn't read and doesn't read books. So probably Kanye told Kanye this, right? He just makes this stuff up. And I'm assuming... I'm making a logical leap here, but I'm assuming Kanye is talking about the German Autobahn and he's talking about Sennheiser microphones. Oh my God. Because I got a German sounding he, name. He don't know. You can't even try to figure out what he's talking about or what he thinks. What I don't like about all this is they keep putting a microphone in this guy's face and it's now turned into Barnum and Bailey circus to where, hey, Let's sit him down. Let's bring him to our, whatever we have, our platform, put, put a mic in his face, and let's get paid off of it. 100%. That's all this is. This is to get views. This is to get clicks. This horrible. is to sell advertisement. This is horrible, man. And they're, and they're using his sensationalist, provocateur language. And he knows exactly what he's doing, too. I don't know. I don't I, know if I, that's the case. I, I, he, he knows because he keeps doing there's no ramifications to any of this. What happens is what we're doing. Every single time he's like, all right, I said some bad stuff. Let me see what's worse I could say. He pushes the envelope every single time. That lets me know he knows exactly what he's doing. It's like a, it's like a, a little kid who's upset with his parents, and they say the craziest stuff in public just to get attention. But, but I will say this, though. Because I know you have history in this field. Oh, it's mental illness there. Yes, it's obviously. Oh, illness. it's there. Yes. This is bipolar schizophrenia. This is manic depressive stuff right here. Allegedly. Okay. Not in the field Not, anymore. Yeah, right. Got a microphone in my face. But, but I feel like, you know, um, it's different in different people. And all he knows is the spotlight. So that's where he's going to do the most damage. You don't give him the spotlight, guess what happens? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. They're just parading him around. Next week, let's see where he's going to be on. He's one of those people who thinks he's always the smartest person in the room. There's a... That's what happens when you're rich. I haven't... Let me look this up. Hold on one second. Yeah. It's called the, the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't want to mess it up and explain it. 
Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect occurs when a person's lack of knowledge and skills in a certain area cause them to overestimate their own competence. So that is like, Kanye is like the perfect example of the Dunning-Kruger effect. The less they know and the more they lean into it, the more confident they are in their incorrectness. He just said Hitler invented highways and microphones. <laughs> what? Did you did you hear the part about Obama? <laughs> no. What did I miss? He said Obama killed Palestinians. Obama wasn't the first black president. He was another Jewish president. Okay. <laughs> wow. There's so much insanity that that part gets buried. Yeah. You got to wait until the day's almost over to get to that part. Okay, so is he saying that there hasn't been a black president, or is he saying Bill Clinton was the first black president? Which one is it? No, he's saying that there was, <laughs> but it wasn't Obama. What the hell is he talking about? Oh is he talking God. about Jefferson by proxy? or? Oh, good point. This is crazy, man. This stuff, this, this is, I hate that we have to talk about it, but we do, just because it's so big in all the media outlets. But it's only going to get worse when you keep talking about it. And, and this is like 48 hours after your, the divorce settlement with Kim Kardashian was finalized. And you figured out he's got to pay 200 grand a oh, month you know what? I didn't for put, his four kids. I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. You're right. Maybe the, the judge was Jewish or something and it made it even worse for him. No. So he leaned into it harder. Well, in his head, he... That's who it was. Sure. Jewish conspiracy. Yeah. Against his child support. You know what this sounds like? This Nazi praising stuff? There's good people on both sides. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know you're you're <laughs> you're doing bad when when they don't even want to mess with you. Yes. When they denounce you, it's like, oh man. I'll tell you what, I don't think any of this stuff is why Trump doesn't mess with them anymore. I guarantee you why Trump doesn't mess with them anymore is because Kanye asked him to be his vice president. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you had your shot and you lost. Come hit your ride on my wagon. I'll get you back to the top, but I got to lead this. And to make it even worse, he is wearing a stupid face mask, like a ski mask without eye, nose, and mouth holes. Yeah, like the, the stuff that he always wears. An absolute idiot. Then you got people online saying, how do we know that was really him? I mean, his voice. I mean, his voice and the same things he's been saying for months now. Even Alex Jones said it. How do we know this is you? Take your mask off. You know what he's trying to do? Sabotage himself? Because if he goes broke and he doesn't have all that money anymore, he ain't got to pay child support payments. Ah. <laughs> this is the long con, baby. This is, yeah. This is chess, not checkers. Adam jo uh, Alex Jones, the guy who said the Sandy Hooks shooting <laughs> was a false flag, never happened. That same guy. The same guy who oh, thinks the government man. is turning the frogs gay by putting fluoride in the water. That same guy was the voice of reason. Hey, you could see on his face, he was just looking back to when he was in court. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm good. I have nothing to do with this. First time I ever saw him just be quiet. Hey, this is real life South Park. 
This is something yeah. that South Park or some other cartoon would just invent to make fun of him. Like something that he would say, like an episode of a cartoon, just to make fun of him, to show how insane he is. But no, this isn't South Park. This isn't Black Mirror. This is real life. Real life reality. I always joke that like, you know, Hitler's like the worst person in the history of the universe. He's got a little bit of competition, but he's the easy answer for worst person in human history. And we have this guy, also from an oppressed, marginalized culture, being a Nazi and Hitler apologist. It blows my now, mind. Now, you minimize it when you say apologist. He's full-blown cheerleading. He's championing this mess. Like, the joke is Hitler wasn't that bad. Like, he even loved his dogs, right? Yeah. Like, like, but no, he's like, he built highways. He invented microphones. Like, what are you talking about, Ralph? Not everything the Nazis did were bad. Oh, man. But here we are talking about it again, Robert. That's just for this week. Wait till next week. He says something out loud, and you're like, there's no way he can top this. And then here we go. Or is he going to come out with an album called Pole Pot or something? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things rhyme with Pole Pot. For real. Yeah. That'd be a good one. A lot of things rhyme with Nazi. Oh, man. He went hardcore Christian for a while, and he made that Christian album. Does this mean he's going to go hardcore Nazi and make like a Nazi album? Well, that's that's the the whole guys that he's hiding behind he says i'm a pure christian i love everyone literally even hitler that's that's what he was talking about that's how it got spiraled into all this stuff he's just a provocateur i like what you did there watch the throne reference i like what you did there I don't know if you did it on purpose, but it worked. Thank you. It's some crazy storylines today, man. We we still got more. Yes, and we're going right from this one to another <sighs> crazy storyline. I can't wait to talk about this one. I'm just going to softball it into you and let you take <laughs> over. More two men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. As always, we are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. Robert, me and you going to the YMCA next week? Let's go. Let's do it. I'm getting back on my morning schedule. Oh, here we go. I got to do mornings again, man. I don't like this afternoon stuff. No, I can't do afternoons. The mornings work perfect for me. It, It gets me started. And that's the way I like it. Come see me and Robert next week in the morning at the YMCA. How early are we going? I like – you go stupid early, don't you? I could do seven. Yeah, seven's my time. Seven good? Yeah. All right, we'll do seven. Yeah. Come, come see us at the YMCA. We do lunch at 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for Monday Night Football at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. And Jerry Jones is going to need some Teller Vodka – Because this story came back, 
He's he's a little he's a little racist, maybe. <laughs> Photo leaked of a young Jerry Jones, a sophomore in high school, North Little Rock, Arkansas, shows him being an onlooker, basically a first row onlooker of some students and other local, um, I don't know, AHs, I guess you could just call them, uh, trying to block black students from entering their school. And there is a clear-as-day picture of Jerry Jones standing right behind the guys uh, who are trying to stop the black students from entering their high school. And this is a bad look all around, obviously. And he's tried to explain away um, this picture a few times. It just reemerged into a pop uh, news media. But this has been around since they found it in 2010. So this, is, this isn't that new. But it's back in the news. And uh, LeBron James had a little something to say about this. Did you see that? Yeah, as he should. I am not the biggest LeBron James fan, not, and this is just on court. But this is the part of LeBron that I love. Sure. They went after LeBron when it came to the whole Kyrie Irving situation. Over and over and over again. Questions every day. Every single day. So, like you said, this story about Jerry Jones came out, was it a week ago? The report surfaced, I mean, the picture surfaced again about a week ago. Yeah. yeah. Mute mouth. Nothing. Nobody, not one reporter asked him anything. We are in sports media. We're in sports entertainment, and I didn't even see this story until yesterday. Really? No, actually, you know what? I think me and Fred talked about, we had a segment on this. You were out of town. Oh, okay. That's what happened. Right when the photo emerged. Again. Right, right. Me and Fred, we talked about this. Yeah, I, I remember five, six, seven, whatever years ago when the report first came out that he was there and the picture first came out. See, I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, it, came, it was an a oral history project for the University of Arkansas showing you know, the happenings of Little Rock during this era, and somebody noticed him. I thought this was Daniel Snyder leaking a little, <laughs> sprinkling a little, sprinkling a little crack on, uh, uh, on <laughs> Jerry Jones. Sprinkle some crack on him, Johnson. Uh, but I love what LeBron did. He he brought it to the forefront. He's like, look here, why have you guys not asked me one question about this? Yeah. When I first heard it, I was at first I was like, why would they? Then I was like, wait a minute, LeBron was a huge Cowboys fan. There was even talks of him playing tight end in the lockout year. Correct. There's m- plenty of footage, pictures of him in Cowboys gear. Why wouldn't they talk about this? Why wouldn't they bring it up? Just to see what he would say because sure. LeBron has an opinion on everything. That's the great thing about him. Uh, LeBron James, quote, I got one question for you guys before you leave. I was thinking when I was on my way over here. I was wondering why I haven't got a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. But when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. And he goes on after that. Yeah. Now, this goes back to the frustration that not only the athletes have, but a lot of the public has about what questions are asked or what stories are put on the pedestal Correct. and others aren't. This is exactly what Kyrie was talking about 
And I like that he gave Kyrie that credit. I know a lot of people don't have a positive mind frame or thought about Kyrie Irving, sure. but this part was dead on and we saw it play out. He goes on to say, I feel like as a black man, a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage. It's on the bottom ticker. It's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me the whole Jerry Jones situation, photo, and I know it was years and years and years ago. We all make mistakes. But it seems like it's just been buried under like, oh, okay, it happened. And yes. we just move on. Yes. He still has to answer for it because of who he is. Yes. His stature in the sports world and in pop culture, to be honest. It goes above just sports. The only think about what they made Kyrie do. All of the stipulations he had to go through, all of the hoops that he had to jump through. Yeah. Jerry Jones hadn't had to do anything. No. He even had Stephen A. Smith being an apologist for him. Yeah, Stephen A. He's horrible. And so that was 65 years ago. He's a different person. Well, okay, look. I'm I'm with him. When me and Fred talked about this, I'm like, yeah, you know that was the time then but we're talking about now the only thing you have to do is denounce it that's the thing he hasn't done correct that's where my problem is and that's my problem that i have with the media not putting the fire under his ass and now that lebron puts some heat on it yeah he will have to answer for it you think so he will i don't know there will be a public statement soon i don't know I think Jerry Jones is above all that. I feel like he thinks I said what I had to say. I'm good. Dak Prescott was asked about it. Ooh, come on, man. What do you think he's going to say? Sure. He signs his checks. Uh, so he gave a very political answer. Um, let's see here. Thinking about the growth we've had as a people, that's who I am. That's how I think. I mean, optimistic. A guy who's completely biracial, black and white. Yeah. It's easy for me to speak on race on one side or the other, and I don't always. How do I say this? I don't know if I fully processed it all the way, honestly. Here's the thing. Like, I, I think about if I was on that stature or at that level, if they would ask me, I, I'd be like, why are you asking me? Ask Jerry. Sure. This ain't about me. Right. You got to ask him. Let's let's get get it from the horse's mouth. And I think that's the part that hasn't been done. But when you do go to the athletes, at least get their opinion on it, but they're not even going that way in the first place. Because I think it's marginalized, man. That that's exactly what Kyrie was saying. It's not that important. 100%. It's, it's yada yada yada, we know. Woe is me. Next story. In Jerry Jones' own defense, he says he was a young man that was curious about what was going on. He says his football coach even told him not to go over there, but he was right. curious. He said he was just an onlooker yeah. and not a participant. Right, and I I believe that 100%. But you still got to denounce it. Yes. 100%. Because the optics are not good. It's not. Dak Prescott goes on. I mean, in the same sense, it's 65 years ago and how times have changed. I mean, look at the man's resume since then, right? As I said, give grace. That's a conversation not only for him, but for you guys and how you feel 
on how accountable you've been in covering and discussing the disparities and difference in race. Boom. Mm. That's it for me right there. Yeah. I think Dak nailed it. Why are you asking me? Ask him. Yep. First off. Yep. But for you guys and how you feel on how accountable you've been in covering and discussing disparities and differences in race. Yes. That's it's crazy how that that picture captured back then has has spiraled off into what it is now because it's it, now it's a whole different subject. Now we're seeing how a lot of the big media outlets steer away from certain things and, and, and they gravitate towards others to keep up the optics of something else. That's how I look at it. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You got to be fair. You got to be fair you across ha- the board. You 100% have to be fair across the board. And how big of a name Jerry Jones is, like oh, this yeah. should be story A number one. LeBron James and Dak Prescott shouldn't have to speak on it before it becomes an actual story. Right. This should have been a story already. Yeah. Let's let's start Jerry's 30 for 30 in that picture. <laughs> and his <laughs> – he's kind of like a handsome young man too. Hey, he, he, he was – well, he was uh, – I forget that he was a young athlete. Sure. Yeah. And that was some of the most racist people I've ever seen in that picture. Oh, they, you could just see on you, the face. They huh? just, the, they the just anger, look racist. The visceral, the, the disgust. If like you tell a child to like draw what a racist would look like, yeah, this it would end up being like these first four dudes in the picture. Yeah, those are the Norman Rockwell of racist people. <laughs> <laughs> Very identifiable. Yeah. Racism for dummies. There on the cover. Oh man, I, I love that LeBron did bring that up, um, and I also love that he didn't he didn't allow them to talk. No, y'all are going to listen because I want this to marinate and you go home and it seeps in your pores. Right. You got to sit with it. That was great. And it's a different day. And obviously, you know, there's no social media. There's no Twitter. There's no. Right. There's no cell phones in people's pockets. So we didn't we didn't know what a young Jerry Jones would have said or done in that situation. But he's not without fault. I mean, he's obviously has bones in his closet from all kinds of weird stuff throughout his years. But to me, he doesn't seem like the guy on the front line throwing rocks at black students. No. Barring them from coming in. But but um also if we look back into our lives when we were at fourteen, we're not the we're not that people. Oh. We we had no clue who we were. Thank God I changed my trajectory. But I was <laughs> I would say this though, Van if you were pictured in an event like that, you definitely the first thing out of your mouth would be denounce it. Sure. I don't want to oh, hear why I was sure. there. Yeah. I'm going to say I wasn't with it. I, I'm not with it now. Yeah. That's that's the only thing that bothers me about this whole thing. I don't want to. I don't care how you got there. Just say that's not what you stand for. That's it. That's all you have to say. That makes it a non-story. It only lingers when you don't do that. Yeah. In, in, in Jarrah's defense, I do believe his story. Oh, I believe it too. At least, at least yeah. I mostly believe his story. I believe it because you can see the look on his face. And he's like, "Huh?" He's like, "Whoa! What are these guys doing?" I ain't. That's not nice. I was wondering. <laughs> I, the picture makes me wonder. Is that the first time he saw black people? Oh in yeah, real life? right. <laughs> his eyes were bugged. He was like, "Man, whoa!" There goes our athletic program. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Now, you're going to quarterback for the Cowboys one day. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, back to the bigger point yeah. that LeBron is making. Why isn't this story number one? Why is there such a disparity in coverage of these issues? Right. And why does it have to be LeBron James? Why does it have to be Dak Prescott? And it's not the man himself yeah. answering for this stuff. Well, that, that lets you know some people are protected. How about some sports when we get back, let's, Robert? Let's do it, man. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Walk hard. Hard. Is that hard? Down that long. Wait a minute. Are those the lyrics? Winding road. I don't think it's the lyrics, but oh, it, sounds, it goes right with it. Right? It sounds just like the rock hard, uh, Walk Hard song from Dewey Cox Story. <laughs> I think that every time this comes on, I have no clue what it is. <laughs> hey, all time underrated comedy, the Dewey Cox Story. Yes, Dude, that's hilarious. That has one liner after one liner. It is hilarious. The whole movie is that. It's so funny. Everything's so quotable. And it holds up, too. I watched it like. I don't know, during COVID, like a yearish ago, and it's still hilarious. Speaking of hilarious, do you know Greg Cosell? Yes. He's a football talking head, right? A football family, you know, been doing it forever. Threw some major shade on Von Miller and the Bills today. So the common talking point is, you know, Von Miller is just an addition to the Bills. He's not the heart of the Bills or anything like that. He just makes them a little better. Well, you know why they got him. So someone else wouldn't have him? Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Mm. That's, the re- that's the sole reason they wanted him. Patrick Mahomes. Hunting down Patty? Yep. 13 seconds, whatever. Because of that whole drive in that divisional playoff game, that's the reason why they got him. That's an excellent point. And everyone picked the Bills this year. I picked the Bills to lose to Tom Brady and the Bucks. That's looking like a stupid pick on both parts. I don't know, man. You never know. Oh, sure. This yeah. season is so long. I was thinking about this earlier. The season's so long, it may not be any of the teams that we thought. Someone is- can get hot within the last five to six weeks. Pull a pull a baseball playoffs instead of the favorites winning football every time. Exactly. So the Bills are everyone's favorite pick. They're talented, but they got Josh Allen, right, who's one of the best, if not the best, around right now. Mm-hmm. Greg Cosell says, we become so enamored with Allen as a talent. They don't have a good offensive line. They have one good ride receiver and a bunch of other guys. This is not a super talented offense. Whoa. Same on the defense. Whoa. Ouch. Whoa. So I, I was, would, I, I was thinking, go, of, I wouldn't go that far, but go ahead. After I saw this, I was thinking about it, and I was like, Josh Allen. I mean, that's the reason why everyone's picking the Bills. Like, they added Von Miller. Obviously, have Stephon Diggs. Non fantasy players, non hardcore football junkies. Can you name one more player on this team? Ooh, I can, but one. Yeah, I mean, I could. I I go Gabe Davis because he's he's had some crazy games. Yeah, I mean, Devin Singletary, Gabe Davis. There's a, there's a lot. I don't of, even know Singletary's first name. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for for non hardcore fan, non hardcore fantasy guy, you don't know anybody else on this team because they don't have anybody else. This is a Josh Allen driven team. I think that's a part of the problem, though. And I never thought of it like that. Me neither. I, I just assumed that they were a good unit together. So I started going down 
this roster and looking at their uh, pro football focus grades, Greg Cosell is exactly right. This team is not as good as everyone thinks it is. Well, are we going to say, is this because of injuries? or Because I know, I know their defense was top last season, and they just added Von Miller, and I know they had a lot of uh, injuries at some point during this season. They had a great secondary. Their defensive front line is just super stout. But I think the problem with them is they want Allen to do so much, and it hurts them. He has to. When when they have like a controlled pace of play, like when they stick with their game plan and have a balanced offense, they succeed. When Josh Allen runs around and tries to be Brett Favre without all the interceptions, he ends up being Brett Favre with the interceptions. Right. And in the red zone at that. You could you could basically say all of the Bills' losses this year are on Josh Allen. And kid, it's not necessarily on Josh Allen because that's what happens to this team when you force it to be all on Josh Allen. Right. So what do you you said that you went through each player's ranking or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I just looked through it and they're not as stout top to bottom, the whole roster, as I assume they were at the beginning of the year. Again, it could be uh, lingering injuries, not allowing you to play up to par, but the rest of the players on this team that aren't Allen, Diggs, or Von Miller don't have the best season so far. Hmm. So are we saying they're not as good as we thought they were? Correct. And I think we – They are who we thought they were. I don't even think we need to go into the numbers. We can see that just with the eye test. Yeah, but when they – Josh Allen is all-world. He is fantastic. He does keep that team afloat. But when you force him to do things outside of doing normal Josh Allen stuff, you see what happens. Yeah, I think think that's – I think the coach has to take some responsibility for that too. They, they do they even run the ball? No, like hardly. They could be on like the two, and they're gonna they're in shotgun five receivers. That is correct. Yes. So I I didn't I didn't put it in a perspective. I just always thought this year, yeah, with Josh Allen taking a step forward, with his security blanket of Stephon Diggs, another with, year with Diggs, yeah, another year Diggs. Uh, the defense playing well last year, I mean, except for against the Chiefs, that they would take a step forward. But now this is the first time I put it into perspective by somebody who obviously knows more about football than me. It's like, hey, maybe they're not that good. <laughs> and on further inspection, they're not. And do we do we take in consideration the elbow issues that he has? Sure. I mean, there's that too. But I'll tell you what, I'll take the Bills – you can swap them with my team any day. <laughs> the Bills are still good. Hey, your poor Chargers, that's just injuries. Yeah. Yep. That's just injuries, and that's coaching. Justin Herbert not having opportunities. He yeah. got no one to throw to. Yeah, he's throwing to me. You got to dump it off. Five-yard passes every play. Yeah, that's why a running back almost has 100 receptions. <laughs> oh, he does every year in his defense. Yeah. The Jaguars are 1-6. In one score games, the Vikings are six and one in one score games. That's how much parity there is in the NFL. These teams could be exactly flip flopped this year. Man, that's oh, 
then then you bring in the the Broncos where they they were showing if they scored what 18 19 points a game they would be 9 and 1 or 8 and 2 or something all Russell Wilson has needed to do is score more than 18 points in regulation and the Broncos would have only had two losses this year golly that's how bad Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense are playing they have the best defense in the league this year that's why those guys are so frustrated at him. They're like, we're playing our balls off every game to keep you in it, and you still choke See, every I, game. What I didn't know, that the defense now is better than the, the Von Miller defense they had that won the Super Bowl. Correct. That's crazy. It's the best defense in the league this year. That is crazy to me. All they have to do, and I will say it again, score 18 or more points in regulation, and they would be 8-2. and two. That's crazy. That's crazy. Broncos country. Let's ride. All right, more football talk when we get back. We got one more segment in the program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. And what a program it was, Robert. Yeah, we were on a, a nice little roller coaster ride. We had the funny, we had the heartwarming, we had the disgraceful, we had the curious, we had the provocative. Yeah, we had all the emotions. You know what we didn't do? What's up? We didn't assign an I-9 varsity. Oh, yeah. But it's okay, because we'll do another one tomorrow. If your kid needs something to do, if your kid's bored, if your kid's interested in sports, if your kid's interested in something... Hit up the lovely people at League Office 280. Your kids will be entertained in a safe environment. Check out League Office 280 at i9sports.com or hit them up on the phone line, 505-312-4999. They're the best in the biz, and we're absolutely honored to have them as a partner and sponsor of the show. We only have like three minutes here anyways. Yeah. It's not enough time for I-9 Varsity. Yeah. We'll hit, on, we'll hit on this more as you know more reports come out. Oh, speaking of reports, the Antonio Brown standoff is either still on or it was never on <laughs> as conflicting reports are still coming out that Antonio Brown was not at his home, but the police did show up to the home on a megaphone telling him to come out, and there was a standoff. Maybe it was just a... Just the police? Don't you need another person to have a standoff? Yeah. So I think maybe the police were just outside of his house on a megaphone, <laughs> which is... That's called harassment. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, did they not get... They didn't get any evidence at all that Antonio Brown wasn't in his house? There's like, he's probably here, right? Steve, get my megaphone. Antonio! <laughs> A.B. Whatever you go by. <laughs> hey, Kanye's buddy, get out of here. <laughs> Damn, bad day for AB oh, and Kanye. Man. Goodness. No, no, it's not. Couldn't have had it worse. No, they love this. You're right. They This is right up their alley. A bad day for them is when nobody talks about them. When I they get no attention, that's their bad day. New uh, Breitbart commentator, Kanye West. You think this is like in response to the Adidas thing pulling him? 
Adidas a German company? He's like doing anything to get you back, and and Adidas, yeah, their German company's like, yeah, not like that, yeah, not like that. That's not how. That's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how you get in the good graces of Germans. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. Rough one. Dog noise rough. We were going to do a little Aaron Judge talk, how he's probably going to get the biggest contract for a position player in history. He should. He, he probably it's probably shouldn't even be in that. He He will. It looks like it's either the Giants or the Yankees. Unless a mystery suitor pops up out of nowhere, Aaron Judge is either going back home to the Bay or he's going to stay in pinstripe for the rest of his career. Yankees give him a eight-year, $300 million offer. That comes out to $37.5 million per year, which would make him the highest-paid position player. Only two pitchers make more than that a year. Good he deserves wor- it. Good work if you can get it. Come on, Dodgers, what y'all doing? Can't I know, let, right? Can't let them go to San Fran. They just play with Monopoly money out there. Ah, Do whatever they want. Get him, too. I saw a report that the Dodgers only offered him, like, seven years, $220 million. I say only. Oh, uh, he was like, what? Only in air quotes. Did y'all, but, just, did y'all scrape up some, some change? Do you know what I just did? you know who I am? You only think the jersey sales and merch sales and uptick in ticket sales you're going to have if you sign him, it pays for itself. Right. Friend of the show, Chad, San Francisco said a few weeks ago that they won't be outbid for judge. So I think okay, Hal Steinbrenner said the exact same thing. So let's see some fireworks happen. I, I want this to go crazy. He deserves it. I want people to complain about how much money that people are going to throw at him. Same. We're going to follow, we're gonna follow yeah. this story as it keeps going along. But sorry to say it, Albuquerque. we got to get out of here. we got to go. In it out early today. Coming up next, Westwood One's coverage of Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Hell of a program today. Shout out to John Lopez, John Lopez Real Estate, Coldwell Banker Legacy, New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Of course, the aforementioned I-9, the YMCA, 66 Diner, Howie's Teller, and friend of the show, Kim Kirshen and Locker 505. Support everything they do in the community. Any shows coming up, Robert? Uh, this is the calm before the storm. Next week, I'm at it hard, out of town. Nice. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. You got me and Robert. Full show. Three hours of two men on coming at you. You be good out there, Albuquerque. Stay safe.